Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right. Like I said, man, we've been saying it all morning. What, you expected a coronation? Come on, man. Toughen up. Buttercup. This thing's going down to the wire. Giants, Dodgers. Uh, so they lost a couple. Guess what? There's still one up in the West. They got Logan Webb going tonight. So there you go, Mike. I'm putting on a brave face. I'm saying bring on the tension. Bring on the stress. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Here we go. On the Uma yep. guest line. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Yeah, good. Are you kidding me? Um, look, we, we've been talking about this for a while. And, you know, we didn't expect the Dodgers to just fall out of the, the, the picture, did we? No. No. And uh, it's going to go all the way down to the last weekend. I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, we've all been thinking what's going to happen. And, uh, hey, to the Padres' credit, look, the first two games of the series, they didn't look like they were fractured. They did Their body language was bad, and it just it wasn't happening. And then they, they get the, uh, you know, Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, he, he has a big league stop job. And, uh, you know, so the nine-game win streak is over, and now you come back out yesterday with a, with a uh, a bullpen game, and you got Gosman going, you're thinking, "Yeehaw, Daddy, this looks good." Plus, Gosman threw the snot out of the ball. He 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 pitched well. So what do you? What happened? Well, you run into Nabil Krismat uh, out of the bullpen, who uh, who stuffs the Giants for four innings. They never could get things going. And then we watched great at bat after great at bat from the Padres, starting with Profar, who led everything off, kind of set the stage. And uh, the Padres played one of the best games they've played in, in over a month. Mm. That that talent's still in there. The fact that they had those type of grinding at bats against Gosman was impressive. You look back at the the, the lineup that they threw out there on on, uh, on uh, Wednesday night. It, it was the same lineup they had yesterday, day game after night game. How often do you see that? Mm. It's right. a desperation time for the Padres, and they came at them and they got a big win. So. You know, you look at it, all right, we split, uh, and they win two out of four. Now you get ready for the next uh, the next series. But, I mean, that was an incredible game. And the Giants, they got shut out for five innings, and look what they did the last four innings. They, they rallied. They put a run on the board every inning. They just ran out of time, which is kind of how they lose. They run out of time. Yeah, I, I actually, that's a good call. I, 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 Paul and I were talking about this earlier. Both games this week, down 5 nothing and 4 nothing. They didn't, you know. Our biggest feeling is, uh, um, Oh yeah, this game's on. Oh, they yeah. scrapped. Yeah, every, every, yeah. I, I mean, in Mike, the last few years, to be you know, not to just be honest, they're down four or five nothing. It's over. Now they're down four or five nothing. I'm like, okay, still this, game on. This yeah, game's on. You yeah. know. Yeah, you're thinking this ought to be a pretty good game, and, <laughs> right, and it totally. was. Yep, it was. Although the, the 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 Wednesday night game was painful. I mean, it was so slow. It was a four hour game. I mean, I'm not into yeah. four hour games. I'm sorry. But even at that, they still came back and rallied and got the win and run at the plate. I mean, being down five nothing, that's that's a, an accomplishment. So, you know, they're they're not happy about it, but they're not going to dwell on it. You can't dwell on negative this time of year. You cannot. You just have to get ready to go go to the yard, strap it on, and and, and hope for the best. No, totally agree. And like I said at the outset, I it, what you expected a coronation? Are you kidding me? This is one of the great pennant races. We'll look back on this. You know, if both of these teams can finish around 105, 104 wins, I mean, we'll look back on this as one of the great 
pennant races of all time. And and so I'm all in. It's going down to the wire. Mike, I'm even I'm ready for one sixty three if need be. That could happen. Yeah. It totally could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, they've they've had that game before. I mean, they had it in nineteen fifty one and they had it in sixty two. I mean, so I it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting and uh and they're and neither team's going away. I mean that's the beautiful thing about it. They're ticked off, but their confidence is right at the top. It can't be any higher. A couple of the topics to talk about from the Padres, because we're going to see him some more, is this dude, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he hit his 39th home run last night. Some fans booed him as he did his stutter step around third base. But it's funny, you know, I a young baseball fan in my house, and, and he and his buddies, his middle schoolers, are all jockeying about who's the best player, who's this, who's that. And I've been standing, standing up for Brandon Crawford saying, you know, I really want this guy to get some – it's not likely he'll win MVP. I agree with you on this. Yeah, he needs the spotlight a little bit on this. But the season. kids will tell you, oh, it's Tatis, Tatis. Now, I just know, I, I, what's your, you know, when you see Fernando Tatis Jr., what do you see as a player? You know, he was hurt. He's come back. He leads the National League in homers. Uh, you know, is this is this guy the, is he the MVP of the NL? What's your read on this this young man's entire persona and game? Well, he's an amazing player. I mean, we're watching a guy who isn't even in his prime yet. I mean, he's he's still, you know, he's still growing in this game. And uh, what he has done this year, you know, despite two really significant injuries, he's had to leave with, uh, you know, the shoulder injury isn't going to go away. At some point in time, they're going to have to do something surgically to repair him. But, you know, he's come back twice, probably, you know, not when he's completely ready. At one point in time, they, they opted him to put him in the outfield just because he, would, uh, he wouldn't be diving and he, and he wouldn't uh, subject subject himself to to a potential larger injury to his shoulder uh and through it all i mean he's he's just been so good i mean yeah but he he's nowhere near as good defensively as he's going to get to he's kind of a you know he's made a lot of errors this year um so when you compare him to crawford in that regard well he doesn't match up but what he brings to a ball a ball game is is excitement is anticipation he has captured the the imagination of every young kid in this yes, country. Yes, true. I mean, he's he has got more charisma than any player I've seen come up in a long time. I mean, we all talk about how charismatic Bryce Harper was when he was with Washington. He didn't, he didn't hold a candle to the, the charisma of wow. of Tatis. I mean, he's he's that good. That's special. I mean, he's amazing. And, and you know, he might win it. Look, you're getting an extremely biased opinion from me. <laughs> I think what Brandon Crawford has done this year is absolutely worthy of, of a lot of, of winning the award. I mean, he's been he's been the guy. He's been the Giants' most valuable player on a team that has the best record in the game. Well, that that should account for something. Right. And he's not really in the conversation, which really ticks me off. Yeah, believe me, we we look all the time at the Vegas odds. He's never listed. That I mean, at the least, like I Throw said, some he's, votes. At, yeah, exactly. Probably not going to win it, but give me a he's top three deserving top, of votes. Yes. Although, Mike, have you seen Bryce Harper's? Speaking of Harper, have you seen his numbers? He had another big day yesterday. He's having a huge year. Yeah, uh, it, totally. He's a great player, and you know he's finally having the year that uh, the Phillies wanted him to have. Yeah. And um, but where are they? I mean, you know, where are the yeah, Padres? I mean, right. I think you know you win the MVP in September, and I think in the next fifteen games that's going to decide who wins this thing. I don't think that 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 award is decided yet. I really don't. And I think uh, you know if 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 Crawford were to just get completely on fire with the bat and start. You know, just putting up uh, you know game-winning RBIs, you know, one after another. I mean, I still think he has a chance to win this thing, but it's going to come down to something like that—the last two weeks that determines the award. But you know, there's guys having big years. There's there's exciting players that 
that are going to have great futures. I, I, that's why I say I, I think that, that Harper's in his prime. I don't think Tatis is in his, in his prime yet. I don't. I think he's going to get better. That's wild. Is there any way to pitch him? If you're on the, if you're on the rubber 60 feet, six inches away, how do you, how do you pitch him? Well, I think he's a middle way guy, and I think that's where you know the, he can really hurt. you. He's a good mistake here. Likes the ball up. Um, I think you have to crowd him. I think you got to move his feet and um, and just keep pounding him, pounding him in. You know, hard stuff in, soft stuff away. The problem is you can't walk the guy because you got Machado right behind him. Yeah. So you know he's completely covered and has great protection because of Machado. But I think you got to crowd him. I think you know middle away guys, long arm guys. You can't you can't get beat away. You look at where he he's getting to balls off the plate. It's almost a foot off the plate that he's able to get the ball and drive the ball. And I mean, he could hit the ball over the wall in right field from a foot off the plate away. So because of that, I mean, you got to crowd him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, well, we'll watch because they got they have more games against. They go uh, uh, three next week in San Diego, and then the three to close. So six more against. Or pardon me. Yeah, six more against the Padres. And so uh, we'll watch more of that, Mike. Uh, here come the Braves. Uh, I got Logan Webb against Ian Anderson tonight. I have what looks to be a bullpen game Saturday, unless Alex Wood can make an appearance. That's a big development there, Mike, against uh, Charlie Morton on Saturday. And then Di Sclafani, who's showing some guts on Sunday against Max Freed. I mean, it's a heck of a series. The Braves are trying to nail down the East. How about that Wood development, Mike, if he can come back Saturday? I mean, who knows how the COVID has affected him, but what are your thoughts on that whole development? I, I fully expect him to be in the rotation. I mean, I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't take that start. And what do you want out of him? If you can get four or five out of him, that'd be wonderful. And, you know, he, he's really good. I mean, he's, I think he's one of the best on the Giants staff at starting quickly, you know, bringing A game into the first inning. And, uh, and right now, I mean, that's very important. So I expect to see him. It's going to be a great series. They're a good team. They don't beat themselves, and uh, and the Giants just have to keep doing what they're doing, grinding things out, you know, and uh, and just playing good ball, you know. So you think, okay, we need to win a series. You can't get in that mindset. You have to win every game. It's you can't do that. Okay. So yeah. you know, do what you've done to get here, grind, and play the game uh, the way you've played all year, and uh, and take your chances, and you know, keep winning series. It's not quite down to the one single game, biggest game of the year yet, but it's getting close. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Murphy here. Do you find yourself paying to use your own money, or would you rather be earning money on your checking account? I'm a big fan of Provident Credit Union's Dividend Earnings Super Reward Checking Account, where you can earn a competitive 1.26% annual percentage yield on your account balance. Yeah, that's 1.26% on a checking account. And it gets better. Providence Super Reward Checking comes with no monthly or annual fees and free access to ATMs nationwide. So why not start earning on your checking account today? Visit ProvidenceCU.org or stop by any of their 21 Bay Area branches. Rate effective January 1st, 2024, 1.26% APY on balances up to $25,000, 0.08% APY on balances beyond the first $25,000, and 0% APY when requirements are not met, no minimum balance required, federally insured by the NCUA. Rate may change at any time. Other terms and conditions apply. You know, and the, sooner or later, the Dodgers will lose a game or two or five, or we hope. And then also, I mean, yeah, you become, this is the scoreboard watching time. It gets really fun. We're, we're put on your Reds hat this weekend, right, Mike? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not like they don't have anything to play for. I mean, they've been a really good team. They're a very offensive team. And uh, so they're going to L.A. So the Dodgers do have the advantage of the last at-bats. 
Um, but the Reds are, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot at stake there. They're coming hard at them. So that, that, that's going to be a good series. Yeah, so uh, that's all good stuff to watch. So, hey, so as we get ready for this, just kind of reflecting back on uh, a story that was uh, on TV all week that Paulie Mack's been really into that I thought I'd ask you about because it's when you were playing ball. And we always love the part about Mike's career. We brag about Mike's career, beating Doc Gooden at his peak. Pretty cool, man. Mike did. But, yeah. Mike, have you had a chance? I know you've been working these Giants games, so maybe, maybe not. But there was a four-hour documentary on Well, ESPN. they set it up over two nights. Yeah, yeah, they had parts one and two on uh, Wednesday, Mike. And then last night they had part- No, I guess it was Tuesday and Wednesday. Anyway, parts one and two, and then they followed uh, parts and three and four. it's the 1986 Mets. What's yeah. it called? Is it called, uh, uh, it's, called, called Queens, it's called like uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens. That's the name of the piece, Mike. But it's pretty amazing. Look, not only at that collection of ball players, because I was talking to Murph, like it was a nice collection of veterans like Ray Knight, Gary Carter, uh, Keith Hernandez for the leadership, and then all this young talent, Gooden, Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell is a rookie, Strawberry, obviously. And, and Mike, the way that these guys behaved on and off the field, man, it's like it's like watching Led Zeppelin, you know, in the mm-hmm. 70s. These guys were pirates, right? Yeah, they definitely captured the imagination of New York. And, uh, you know, that year we went to the All-Star game, uh, Chili Davis and Chris Brown and I, and there were a lot of Mets in that in that, uh, in that that room. And I saw Keith Hernandez there. And uh, and we were talking, and he said, uh, man, he goes, look, if we don't win this thing, they're going to kill us. They felt that pressure in the middle of the year. Wow. They knew they had a special team. And they knew that New York had embraced them, and they knew the expectation. And, the, you know, they, they converted. They, they won it. I mean, when you think about it, they should have. Should have been the the Red Sox that beat him if it wasn't for an error and a, a late inning a late inning break in Game Six. They don't win it. Yeah. And uh, but you know I I, I I that year I mean that was the best year I ever had. I, I got a twenty win season and I had four of those wins against the Dodgers and I had four against the Mets. Nice. <laughs> wow. It's so great. And uh, I know that's why we brag about it all the time. But man, just to think back on the, you know sometimes you know when you go make a movie about something it can get sensationalized or or colorized or whatever. Just you know it's writer's embellishment or whatever. But it almost seems like with that '86 Mets team, there wasn't even that much embellishment going on. I mean, Lenny Dykstra. Not when Dykstra's around. Holy smokes. Did you have Dykstra encounters through the years? I mean, he's had some sketchy things go on in his life. Well, we followed his career, and unfortunately, it it hasn't always been, you know. Not a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. But he was a great player. I mean, he was the catalyst on that team. He was the absolute spark plug. Their rotation was amazing, you know, with uh, Doc Gooden and uh, Bobby Ojeda. And uh, Ron Darling was a great pitcher. Um, You know, and I forget who else was in it, but everybody that they threw up there was, was a tough at bat. You know, just grinders, smart. You know, just you, you had to make pitches. You had to pitch to every every guy was a puzzle. There was no, there were no no two hitters alike, and you really had to make your locations and and hit your spots. And uh, and then when you beat them, I mean, it meant something because they were so good. And uh, and they had that that uh, that that feeling as a team that when they got beat, they were just like, what What happened? How did we lose that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just couldn't believe it when they got beat. You know, they had that arrogance that good teams have. And uh, and just a, just a bunch of characters. Kevin Mitchell was on that team. Yeah. yeah he was no. a young hitter. And, uh, yep. and, and he was, you know, you know how much personality he is. Oh, my oh. God. But they had a bunch of rogues. It was a, it was a great team. Hey, Mike, well, real quick, last thing on Dwight Gooden, because, you know, when you start looking at those years he had in the mid-'80s, 84, 85, 86, I mean, it's just – some of the most remarkable stuff we've seen. I mean, there was a period, I think, for three months where Gooden didn't lose a game. He pitched 16 complete games. In fact, Mike, he says, when I was throwing to Gary Carter, he said Carter, Carter pretty much not only expected but borderline demanded I throw a complete game. So Gooden threw 
16 complete games that year, um, including a 10-inning no decision in the NLCS against the Astros. It's just interesting to see baseball like the way it was in those terms also, right, Mike, where pitchers are going 10 in the postseason. Well, you left spring training as a pitcher, and and your your number you wanted to get to in in camp before you started the season was 125 pitches as a starting pitcher. And then if you were throwing good, they would extend you into the 140s, and it wasn't even a second thought. And a lot of it had to do, uh, it was determined by how the ball was coming out of your hand. Were you in? Were your mechanics good? Were you taking a lot out of your arm? Were you having a lot of stress in your in your games? And uh, with Gooden, uh, you know, a lot of his games there wasn't a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, he he had a long arm, and uh, he kind of had a little laziness to his delivery. And then when he unloaded, it was a high release, and it came on you. <laughs> and that, I had two balls in my life thrown by me, and I, it was almost cartoon-like, where I had seen two pitches to get to a 2-0 count, and twice I threw the ball so hard, so fast, that it got by me and I couldn't move. Wow. And one of them was Dwight Good, and the other one was Nolan Ryan. And it, it is the weirdest feeling when that happens. Wow. And then he had an unbelievable curveball that was just crazy. I mean, and he really didn't use more than two pitches. That's right. That's, That's how they, good they were. Yep. That's wow. what they were saying. Wow. So did you get a chance to see the documentary or no? No, but I absolutely will. That's one of the things I'll probably check up on uh, when the season's over. But, uh, you know, I, just because of those guys, you know, and I, as I got to know all these guys, once my career was over, um, you know, they're all good guys. It was just a great team. Did you know Gary Carter too, Mike, at all? Like, did you guys have interactions? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a giant. And yeah. uh, and I loved him. And, you know, the one thing about Gary Carter, though, and this has happened with, more when he was with the, uh, the Expos, is when you'd go take your at-bat, he'd start talking to you. You know, and I say, "Hey, how you doing? How's how's Jennifer and the kids? Nice. Hey, everybody's doing it. You know, and it's like, yeah. and it's like, yo, trying to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think get bad. Yeah. It's going on my baseball card. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, You're yeah. Killing me. <laughs> but he would never stop. And he and Doug Harvey, who was a great umpire, it was you know when he wouldn't when when a when a hitter wouldn't talk to you, he would talk to Doug, and Doug would talk to him. <laughs> nice. And they'd have this dialogue going yeah. in the middle of your at bat. You're, You're trying like, to yo, bat. Yeah. I'm in the room. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> That's so great. Good. Uh, those are the days, man. Those are the days. So uh, anyway, it's it's good watching. It's a little bit earmuffs for the kids. Very don't don't, don't yeah, have no. the grandkids around when you're watching it, Mike, because yeah, they, no. they they talk. They work a little blue. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a clubhouse. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> know, yeah. Yeah. Well, all my kids were raised around the clubhouse, and uh, they learned how to cuss in about three languages. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> know the deal. All right, back to the Giants before we let you go here. Just looking at their uh, roster moves. We talk about Wood possibly pitching Saturday. It's a big deal. We'll see how he does. Also, Donovan Solano could be back tonight, Mike. And do you see a role for him to join the team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we need that guy back. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a bat you want right now. He is a guy that is not going to be – intimidated by the, the bright lights of the last two weeks of a, of a pin and drive. He's just not. And uh, so I look forward to him coming back. So I, I don't know I don't know how they're going to work it. I don't know who's going out. No idea. Dickerson's getting close to come back. And uh, so, you know, they have some really interesting decisions to make as to who goes forward. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, listen, the stage is set. Braves are in. They're good. Dodgers are in Cincinnati. This, is, this should be – Giants fans should be enjoying the heck out of this. This is as awesome and as unexpected – and don't forget the Dodgers, Mike, as good as they've been, they're still looking up at the Giants. Don't forget that. That's right. And you remember, the last two weeks of the season, you know what you have to have every day to eat every day? This is the number one meal that you're going to be eating the rest of the way? What? 
your fingernails. Okay. Start <laughs> chewing them. Yep. All right. I always tell my kid not to chew them, but I guess I'll let him do it the no, final two weeks. It's fingernail time, Mike. Yeah, and I'm with you. It's fingernail time. All yep. right. Do your thing, Mike. Enjoy the weekend. Can't wait to see this pennant race unfold. Talk to you Monday. Had a bit. Mike Kruko on the UMA guest line. You are listening to the KMBR Morning Show on KMBR and KMBR FM San Francisco, the sports leader. Hey, everybody, Brian Murphy here. Is your New Year's resolution to invest smarter? Well, then I've got a short-term money-saving tip for you. The Pick-A-Term Certificate from Provident Credit Union. It is the ultimate solution to help your savings grow. For a limited time, choose a three- or six-month term and enjoy an unbeatable annual percentage yield of 4.75%. Yes, you heard me correctly, 4.75%. With the three- or six-month pick-a-term certificate, you are in control of your investments. So don't hesitate. This competitive offer is only available for a limited time. Save smarter and take control of your savings. Visit ProvidenceCU.org today to learn more. This rate is effective as of January 2nd, 2024. Minimum balance requirement of $10,000. Early withdrawal penalties may apply. Federally insured by the NCUA. For additional information, please visit ProvidenceCU.org.